Lifestyle choices and environmental factors impact your brain health and the physiology and psychology of your mental health. When you're ready to turn your brain on to get your game on, listen to In Your Head Radio. Now here's your host, Lee Richardson. So thanks for being with us today. Today we've got a really interesting show. I've got Nick Murray. He's a tech entrepreneur. He's a full-time biohacker, and he's the co-founder, CEO of Wake. He has a passion for health that was first ignited when his former partner was diagnosed with cancer, and he's been immersed in Eastern medicine and a holistic approach to healing ever since. And it's amazing, those of us that really have a passion for what we do, it usually comes from a, a personal experience. When I started the Brain Performance Center after my son had been hit by a car, and I didn't want to go the normal route of Ridlin. So Nick is just as committed, and he's committed to bringing well-researched fungi medicine to the forefront of the health and science community. He personally splits his time between Jamaica and North America, applying his experience in technology and research to the goal of revolutionizing how the world sees fungi medicine. Nick, thank you so much for being with us today. It's my pleasure, Lee. Thank you so much for the invite. Well, and when you say fungi medicine, I can see a couple of our listeners out there scratching their head. Oh, are they talking about mushrooms? And that's exactly what we're talking about. Maybe if you could clarify for our listeners exactly what we are talking about. That's absolutely right, Lee. And, and yeah, happy to. So we work with a number of different uh, mushrooms in our therapy and our work. We work with uh, lion's mane, cordyceps, turkey tail, and reishi. And then all, obviously we also work with the psychedelic type, also known as magic mushrooms, um, legally down in Jamaica and also in the British Virgin Islands. And so we've found that specifically for our traumatic brain injury population, that a mixture of lion's mane with cordyceps with our psilocybin variety really helps with um, encouraging neuroplasticity and neurogenesis. And so we mix it in with a few other high-tech modalities to, to both monitor how it's going, but then also encourage it with things like neurofeedback. But um, the science really supports it, that things like lion's mane and the psilocybin varieties um, do encourage neurogenesis and neuroplasticity. So it really helps them um, get along and, and you know really go along their journey in a better way. Well, I've been in ICU twice personally with brain injury, and it was the second time I came out of ICU, it was due to a brain bleed. And I had just finished in grad school, done everything I needed to do to become a licensed counselor. And I went in, came out, and I had a hard time with memory. Not memory of everyday things, but I had to take the national counseling licensing exam. And I had a hard and I had a hard time remembering that. In, in both cases, actually, I've used neurofeedback as a way to train my brain and to put my brain back into a regulated state. But I was so thankful mm -hmm. that I had my neurofeedback because what was offered to me by the traditional medical world was nothing but pharma pharmaceuticals. And mm -hmm. I'm one of those people that pharmaceuticals just don't work for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we see, we see it all the time. I mean, a lot of the patients that come through our program are really at the end of 
kind of their road with with western medicine and what they've been offered and uh, they're usually on quite a few different meds um, things like SSRIs for depression and anti-anxiety pills and it's just not working for them unfortunately and they're they keep going back and their doctors really mean well and they change the the products or they increase the product but they've they've come to that realization that you know what they're trying is not working so they're really open to try something else and uh, we've worked with a number of amazing neuroscientists and uh, and also clinicians to to really perfect our protocol and uh, we were really proud of it we've We've worked with a number of veterans as well as athletes. We had ESPN come down and, and do a documentary on it uh, just over a year ago. And um, your listeners can see that online. It's called Peace of Mind, P-E-A-C-E. And uh, we've just continued to level up the technologies and the products that we work with to really every day it's, it's getting smarter and getting better. And we bring that into the program and then we offer it out to the population that, uh, that wants to come along their journey with us. Well, a, a certain population comes to mind, and that's the veteran population. That's a group that I have done a fair amount of work with at the Brain Performance Center, and I hold them near and dear to my heart. My dad was a vet, and growing up, my dad would not go to any other hospital except the VA. And t- these times have changed. I can't tell you how many vets that they'll come in and and I'm happy. I'll do a 30-minute consultation. And I can tell sometimes within the first five minutes that financially this is out of their reach. And it's not that expensive. But I'll spend time talking with them anyway because if there's just sharing information, just making suggestions, because you know you can create, there are things that you can do in your home that can create some neuroplasticity in the brain. But Mm -hmm. that is a population that, so desperately needs help. And I'm so delighted to hear you talk about the things that you're doing. There's a, a, the star fund is an effort that I'm trying to initiate. And that is a fund that will provide service to veterans, first responders that, that don't realize that they have had a traumatic brain injury. And that's what I find so interesting about what you're doing, the way that you look at that. I mean, it's not like the old concussion, you know, count to three backwards. Do you see stars? Tell our listeners how you go about this diagnosing that and determining what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. So we use a number of different scales and forms to do their intake. And then we have um, some criteria that um, ensures that they are they're going to benefit from our services. And then we typically do an EEG and that's a baseline. So then we get a nice baseline of where they're at. We, uh, we take their medication history, their medical history, and, uh, and then they're basically brought into the program. And so it starts with uh, a neurofeedback device that's sent to them in addition to a blood pressure cuff and a pulse oximeter. And, uh, and then they do everything else through a mobile device or an internet connected device. And so that's the, the forms so that we can track their progress. And then also some neurofeedback games that help them along. So we layer that in with supplements. So we send them lion's mane and cordyceps uh, supplements that you can see on our website, wakewell.net. And, uh, and then after the four weeks of kind of introductory and also baseline setting, then they come down to one of our centers in either Jamaica or British Virgin Islands, 
where they're there for either four or five days with us. And we really bring them through kind of more of the intensive, you could call it, where they have two doses of, uh, of psilocybin medicine. So that's a, a treatment that lasts about four to five hours. And we have medical team on staff uh, on site. And then we also have uh, people that can, that can use our high-end uh, brain scanner that, uh, that just does a more high definition of their brain state before and after the therapy. And that all goes into their chart and it all goes into a report that they receive. And, uh, and then after they get back home, then they continue with the program for another eight weeks. So it's a three-month protocol, three-month program, uh, where one of the weeks is basically on-site with us, and then the rest is remote. Uh, and it includes therapy, both one-on-one as well as group therapy. And uh, we're, we're really proud of it. We've been working on it for about four years now. And uh, it's really just continued to get better and better. I should uh, bring in, actually, I forgot to mention that we do work with Dr. Gordon, who's really done an amazing job at bringing a lot of the hormonal research to the to light. And so he initially started with veterans. He's, he's helped us with both veterans and athletes, both pro and, and, uh, and, and not pro amateur. But what he does is uh, he's really pioneered taking a blood test to see where your hormone levels are at. Because a lot of people don't know that when you do have a traumatic brain injury, even if it's a small one, it affects the pituitary gland, which is a very sensitive part of the brain. And that is, that's, its main job is to regulate the hormones. And so with that injury, you don't regulate your hormones properly afterwards, after the injury. And that can really exacerbate problems like anxiety, depression, uh, PTSD. And so a lot of people never get their hormones checked any time in their life, specifically after a traumatic brain injury. And unfortunately, all of the pills and all of the, the attempts to try and fix things like depression or anxiety or PTSD are, are really not going to be solved because you're not addressing the main course or the main core issue, which is the hormones. So we start out uh, in their first week, they do get a blood test at home. So we try to make it as easy as possible where they don't need to go to a lab. And then that data is, uh, is given to us. And then we personalize their therapy to try and bring their hormones back into normal balance, which is really the, you know, the core of the issue for a lot of these traumatic brain injury patients. So do you, it's interesting you say that because the two times I was in ICU, nobody ever talked to me about my hormone levels. Um, and certainly the mood swings the ups and downs mm-hmm. that I was experiencing, I could definitely, as I listened to you, I'm like, yeah, I could see a strong relationship there. Does everyone that is in your program, they do that hormone therapy as part of their therapy? Yeah. Anybody that's going through our traumatic brain injury course or that protocol, uh, that they start with that. And so anyone in the U.S. Uh, can can have the at-home blood test taken, and uh, and then that's run within 48 hours. And so we have the results right away, and then that helps to personalize the next 90 days for them. So they'll uh, they'll all get the same hardware, and and that helps them go through the the, the therapy, the protocol. But um, but we will personalize the supplements that they'll get depending on where their hormones are at. What we get from that blood test. And when you say supplements, are you referring to those that you mentioned earlier, the lion's mane, or are there others as well? 
There's others as well. Yeah, Dr. Gordon's done a really good job at specifically working on the TBI population. So he's got one supplement product um, that's it's natural. There's no prescription required. It's called Brain Rescue 3, and that's because it's the third version that he's done. Uh, he's done some amazing work with special forces, and the data just speaks for itself. Uh, but he's also just an amazing mind of uh, digging out the research. So there's so many clinical trials that have been done that don't really get get noticed outside of you know that that specific kind of research world. He's one that really just loves digging through it. And every week I get an email from him with amazing research that sometimes isn't even brand new. Sometimes he finds some research from years ago that's applicable for our populations and um, and it's been tested and it just hasn't really made it to mainstream. It hasn't uh, made it to the doctors and uh, physicians that people are working with. So they just don't know, but, um, but he's been really wonderful at, at bringing some of that obscure, let's say, or, or lesser known research to, to light of day. And then we can bring it into our protocols. Well, it sounds like he's his, efforts really set Wake apart from what other companies are doing. Yeah, he. we met a long time ago, and he's just done incredible work. And I just, you know, I'm just so grateful to call him a friend. And, and he's, uh, he's, been, he's been brought on to a few podcasts, um, you know, in the last few years, Joe Rogan's podcast being one of them. And uh, he's helped a number of veterans, thousands of veterans have really had changed lives thanks to the work he does. So, we're, we're really grateful to have him um, assisting us on our advisory board, and we bring his protocol to, uh, to anybody that can benefit from it. So whenever anybody mentions that they've had a traumatic brain injury in their life, and it could be even something that didn't end up in the hospital. It could be, you know, any kind of knock to the head um, can really be a, an, an MTBI, a mini TBI, but um, enough of those added up, it will it will significantly impact the uh, the pituitary, which will then cause knock-on effects, unfortunately, for the hormones, which then causes a number of other issues. So we, we start there. And um, and then after three months, we do another blood test to see, you know, where they're at and, uh, and if they need to continue with trying to get the regulation back into uh, harmony. Well, I mean, the work that you're doing sounds amazing. And it's, it's work that I certainly believe in because it's natural. It's not it's not synthetic chemicals that we're putting in people's body, but what are the obstacles that you face today as a leader and the CEO of wake? Well, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of lucky that the regulations are changing. Um, psilocybin is, is the main kind of compound of, of what, you know, is, is called magic mushrooms. And so, psilocybin has been illegal since the early seventies and it is slowly becoming legal. So Australia, it's legal now to be prescribed. Uh, we've seen Oregon go legal. Colorado will be legal on a state basis later this year. And we'll notice a, a number of others, you know, change there. They're all in different levels of, of voting, but um, Canada as well has opened it up for, um, for patients to to access to to be able to go through a specific program to be able to access it so it's coming um that's one kind of impediment but that's why we set up shop in jamaica so that we could fully operate there without having to worry about regulations changing or, or waiting for them to change so that's one of them uh, i think also just 
the the knowing. I mean, a lot of people just don't know that this is helping so many people. And when it, you know, it doesn't make, make its way onto news, people are busy. They just don't know. Uh, that was one of the reasons why we worked with ESPN to really bring this to the light. And uh, it's been remarkable, the, the impact that ESPN's coverage and, and documentary did for us. We were able to bring down a number of well-known athletes, and it was just wonderful to meet them all where they were at and then follow their progress since they were down over a year ago. It's been, it's been just a beautiful journey for all of them to, um, to have had this experience and to really have a, a bit of a reset in their life, which, which then spurred other positive changes after they got home. So it's been uh, it's been somewhat of an uphill battle, but at the same time, you see the positive results. And so, you know, you, you can't you can't not stop I and mean, you can't stop. Sorry, you, you've got to keep going. And I can see that the light is opening up to be able to be able to do this work in Canada and the U.S., the rest of the Western world. So um, the timing is good where it is opening up. And I'm confident that in the next few years, we'll have multiple other states where you can operate legally and, uh, and we'll continue to grow our, our company and our network in, that, in those states. Well, how do people find you? How do people, because it's, it's not widely publicized, it's not advertised, is it just word of mouth? Yeah, in a big way. Yeah, they'll uh, they'll usually find us online, or they'll they'll see the documentary, and then they'll Google us, and then they'll find us. Um, a lot of our clients that come through, they they bring their families, or they bring they bring their friends or their spouses because of the experience they have. So we've been able to to move um, at a good rate just through word of mouth. But you know, advertising would be helpful, but at the same time, you know, it's difficult to because of the the big advertising networks there. They're usually, um, you know, they're they're not comfortable to to advertise. So we really focus on kind of organic marketing. Well, stay in your lane because it sounds like you're doing pretty well there. And you've talked about the changes that you're starting to see in the the United States in the Western world. What is the future of psychedelic wellness? Well, it's quite exciting. We will see um, MDMA legalized this year. And that'll be federally legal, which is what we would all like for, for a, lot, a number of these new um, so-called new medicines. So that will be for PTSD. And so our veteran population will obviously be very much helped as well as anybody else that has, that has suffered from PTSD. So that's the first one on the federal level. And I think that will open up a lot of people's kind of uh, minds to, to start exploring. Their, their curiosity will likely be peaked when they see that MDMA is legal um, later this year. It's around August, it looks like. And uh, and then psilocybin will likely be after that. I don't know about a federal level, but definitely on the state level, sim- similar to you've seen cannabis, kind of every state has, has opened up, whether medically only or medically and recreationally. So it'll be, uh, it'll be coming purely out of the science. There's a lot of research that supports this, and a lot of clinical research in the U.S. specifically. Uh, Texas is doing some really great work with psilocybin with veterans specifically, uh, thanks to uh, former Governor Perry. So we just continue to, to, do, to support the research to help you know, the, the men and women that are suffering, and, and that just keeps growing it. So we're in an exciting place with psychedelics. The, the, the research dollars are there, which has 
you know, really been a kind of a, the issue for the last few decades where there just wasn't funding for the research. So there wasn't the research. So it was kind of a big question mark in a lot of people's minds if it really was medically um, beneficial. But now there's uh, quite a lot of money thanks to groups like MAPS and then uh, UC Davis and USC. And there's a number of different universities that have particular programs just for psychedelics. So they have divisions um, of the school where they're bringing in some of the best neuroscientists that have uh, that have spent a lot of time in this work to uh, to come here stateside and, and do their work. So it's an exciting time. The curiosity's never been higher. And, uh, and now we have people that are really going through educational courses for psychedelic assisted therapy specifically. So, um, so we have people that are specifically trained to work with psychedelics and, uh, and help men and women come through uh, on their journey so that they can get a little better. So the therapy that's done with working with the psychedelics, is that different than what would be, for instance, at the Brain Performance Center, we'll do some CBT, we'll do some coaching, because as you start to calm that brain down on the subconscious level, then on the conscious level, there's some things that, that want to be processed. So is it similar or, or is it different? I would say it's similar. Yeah, we. what's wonderful about psychedelics is it allows for people to go through their their personal history and it doesn't bring up that limbic response. It doesn't, when they're reliving something that might've been traumatic in their, in their past, they're not suddenly receiving a rush of the anxiety, the fear, the anger. It just isn't there. And, but they're very lucid, which is beautiful. So they're going to remember everything from this experience. So it's not like a dream. Um, but they all be able to go through how the other person might have felt, how they felt, and how the how the experience might have um, affected them. And that is so powerful when you think of traditional therapy, where the therapist will ask the person to kind of, you know, explain what happened. They'll maybe ask some questions about the event, but they're so reliving it that the that is that's trauma again, and that. Right. The brain doesn't really know the whole difference between what might have happened 10 years ago and you talking about it now. It just sees that it's all happening again. Everything comes up. The body responds. You don't really get as much of an effect as far as getting through it, getting past it, trying to basically you know, close the door on it. So psychedelics is, is wonderful at that. And the fact that you're completely lucid in the experience um, helps people even a year, two years, five years later, go back to the experience and really be able to explain it and understand it and get a lot of the positive benefits from it. So that's, that's a big one. Um, it's also called, and it's analogous, the, the, how it's explained usually is that it's kind of like a, um, a ski hill that normally has the, the tracks from the skiers on it. But when you, when you take psychedelics, it's like there's a new blanket of snow and you can now chart the path through and you're not drawn into your old kind of loops of, um, of thought. So you can think about something and it doesn't instantly take you down a rabbit hole that you normally would go down of anger or fear or whatever it might be. So it does, a lot, it does encourage neuroplasticity where you can, you can really focus on different pathways of thinking. And we know from the brain science and a lot of the uh, neuroimaging 
that it is not only shutting down the default mode network, which is that kind of loop of, uh, of thought. Usually oh, expensive. yeah. Yep, that connection but to it, self. Exactly. But it enables other areas of the brain to talk to each other that don't normally talk. So you're having the, let's shut down the bad, and then you're encouraging new pathways, which make you think differently. So it's a very wonderful mix. And um, we work with psilocybin specifically. It's proven not to be addictive and not uh, to be overdosable. So there's no uh, toxicity limit as far as overdosing. So it's a very safe compound to work with. It's all natural. We, uh, we cultivate, we grow it ourselves in Jamaica, so we know exactly what goes into it. It's all organic. And um, it really helps people kind of come through in a very safe manner. So we've had remarkable effects, and, and we just really want to bring it to more and more people. We've got a wonderful blend of technology because my background is all, is all geek. So we work with a number of FDA cleared devices from the blood pressure to the pulse ox to the ECG and then obviously the EEG in our uh, neurofeedback and our analysis. So we're trying to really blend what we know works that's natural from you know millennia older than us to some of the leading brain science to really provide something that's simple for our guests that uh, that is is a diagnostic but also is helping them along their journey so they can see you know where they've come from and where they're going so it's a uh, it's been a wonderful journey the last four years kind of blending the the new world I guess of technology with the old world that uh, that is psilocybin well and I think the new world of, of looking at medicine differently it's I think when we first started having all these pharmaceutical revelations, everybody thought, oh, that's the answer. That's the answer. Sprinkle some of that magic dust over my head. And I think it's taken mm -hmm. us a long time to realize that dust isn't so magic. And a lot of times we'll, we'll be taking a medication for one thing and we'll have a side effect. And that's okay. I've got a medication for that side effect. And it gets complicated. Mm -hmm. It gets very complicated. And I find yeah, that I have magic to, pill, that bullet, that's what we've always been looking for, isn't it? It is. But I find I have to be really careful because people ask my opinion on medication. And my standard answer is I'm not licensed to manage medication. Uh, and they're like, well, you've just completed a PhD. I said, that doesn't matter. I'm not licensed to manage medications. I have a personal opinion, but let me state that my personal opinion is very biased and it's biased because it has not worked for me. How do you, do you, do you dance around that, that medication line? You know, it's a difficult one because there are some medications that work and, and, you know, there, there is some amazing science in that world. And, um, I think it has its place, but I think it's, we we can all agree we've had over prescription in in North America, and it's been because I think the doctors are well intentioned, but the training's just not there, and they're busy, you know they're overworked. Um, so even if if the if the data is out there, the evidence is out there, you know they don't have a whole lot of time in their normal world to go digging in the research. So what we do is we we recommend that people taper down, and we have. Uh, pharmacists on our team that, that that assist with that and that's really just so that they have a better experience so a number of our clientele um, the majority I would say are on an SSRI for for depression and so that's 
one that we see very commonly and a lot of the other centers tell people that they have to get off of them. Um, we've taken more of the approach that it's, it's, it's all on their comfort. And if, they're, if they can taper down somewhat, that's great. Uh, the only difference really is that they're going to need more psilocybin to get the similar or, or, or better effect. So it's kind of like a, in the brain, it's kind of like a parking space and SSRIs are in the parking space. And so psilocybin can't, can't get in. And so if they can, you know, basically shrink the car, I guess you could call it in this analogy, then psilocybin can still play a role. So they're still going to get an effect. The, the excellent thing is that psilocybin isn't, uh, isn't contraindicated to it. So it's not like they're going to have, you know, a disasterly effect. It's really just that it's just less. It's just going to damper what, what we can do. So we don't pair any of our protocols with pharmaceuticals. Uh, we just haven't needed to. But if there was one that was working, that we were comfortable and it was safe, we wouldn't be against it. But from what we've seen a lot of the patients that come through are are really on on you know polypharma. They're on at least three different ones: ones for sleep, ones for anxiety, ones for depression. Let's say, and their their liver is obviously suffering from just processing all of those synthetic chemicals, and they're really just tired of being on them and the effect that it's giving them. You know, we know that SSRIs put people into a bit of a a middle band, and the the highs are gone, the lows are gone. And they're just in this middle band of living and they don't want to be there anymore. And they don't also, you know, they're, they're, they're fearful of getting off of the SSRIs. And that's one thing that is always we see is that doctors are trained on how to put people on them, but not really how to take them off. And so the fear of a doctor taking somebody off of antidepressants and then something bad happening and maybe it coming back on them, it's a very real fear. And so a lot of patients end up staying on these these drugs specifically SSRIs for years. I mean, we have people that come through that have been on them for 15, 20 years, which is quite a long time for anything. I mean, the, these are meant to be kind of a temporary fix or temporary assistance on their journey, but not really meant. And there's definitely no clinical trials for people that are on an SSRI for, I don't think any clinical trial even does over a year. So it's, a, it's an interesting one where I totally understand the physician's point of, of where they are at, where, you know, if it's, if the person's on something like an SSRI and, you know, it's not helping them, but it's not hurting them, then what, let's just leave them on it. Because if they come off of it, maybe they'll get suicidal. Maybe that something bad will happen. So, you know what, best case, let's just leave them on it, but it doesn't really help them. It doesn't fix what they're really at the doctor's office to try and fix. It just kind of puts them in that middle band, which at the end of the day, you know, the goal should really be how do we get you off of these? These were helpful at a, at a particular time in your life. And, you know, I wouldn't say that people shouldn't, but our goal as a, as a company has really been to offer psychedelics as a first line of treatment. And if those don't work, then, you know, you can go down the synthetic route. But that's been really um, our goal as a company is to really offer this as a safe, effective treatment so that people can come to this first. If they have something traumatic in their life, you know, try our protocol first or psychedelics in general, I don't want to just out our company, um, but safely. And, and that's number one is that they're, they do it with people that are trained specifically in this modality. And, and then they have the, the help before and after the experience to, to integrate it. Uh, that, if that could be the first line of treatment for people going through something 
Um, I think that would be a, a better world that we would all kind of enjoy. And, and I think overall, it'd be just better for society. I, I agree to that. When you call it the middle band, I call it flatlined. It, it, there's mm-hmm. there's no emotional. Somebody comes in, you know, it's kind of like, are you, are you there? They're there, yeah. but mm-hmm. not not all the way. You know, it's interesting to me because I, I know the, the world of neurofeedback and neuroplasticity and neuromodulation. That's a world I know very well. I don't know your world. And I know that a lot of times some of the first things that people will, re- will report is, oh, I'm sleeping better. I'm more aware of what's going on in my life. What are some of the things that people originally, initially will report when using the psychedelic wellness? Sure. Um, well, there's three I can think of right now. So the first one is that they say that they have uh, they have a new buffer. And, and what they mean by that is when something happens, they're not immediately triggered. They, whether it's somebody cutting them off in traffic or, you know, a particular name coming up on their phone, calling them, it's, there's, they have this new buffer of, let's say, two or three seconds where it just doesn't immediately set them off. So that's one. Uh, the second is they, they notice that they're more, um, more healthy. They don't want to eat some of the, the stuff that they usually kind of go to that they know is not great for them, but you know what? It tastes good. They're, they're much more open to putting things that are more healthy in their body. And then the third one is that they, um, they find that their, their connections with, with others has benefited and they're overall a little happier. So they, they it always is after they come back to the U.S., they'll say that my kids are noticing that I'm much more happy and I'm much more, you know, open to conversations. Um, they're, they're, their colleagues, their family members, the same thing. So that's, those are three that we've noticed that time and time again, sleep seems to be, uh, you know, positively affected as well, that they're getting better nights. And then also things that they were overindulging in, whether that's alcohol or sugar or um, or smoking, those all dissipate uh, after psychedelics. And we know that from clinical trials. There was one that's that was well publicized. I think it was on 60 Minutes of uh, of a gentleman. And then the data actually behind it was for smoking. And so the best smoking cessation tool that's a pharmaceutical uh, represents or gives about a 25 to 30 percent benefit. And when they paired it or they compared it with psychedelics, and this was a psilocybin psychedelic, uh, it was 80%. So the numbers do support the, um, the, the help with addiction. And when you compare it to what's existing, the best, the leading class pharmaceutical, uh, it's quite a difference between 80 and, and 30, let's say. So is there any specific age? I mean, is this helpful for any and everybody? Yeah, we've seen all ages, um, very, very similar to um, other, you know, mind, um, mind affecting pharmaceuticals. It's not really recommended for anybody under 25 because the brain is still evolving. Um, but we've, we've had no upper bound limit. Um, we've really kind of, we, we do have a fairly lengthy intake. So, you know, we, we have had to, to help people that you know it's not ready for them at this point depending on what's in their intake um but at the same time we look at everybody case by case and we've 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 seen all types 
uh, of people from different jobs. Um, a number of veterans have come through from everywhere, from all the all forces, um, special forces. Indeed, we've had a lot of special forces come down. It's um, it really does help quite a lot of people. Like we do see people at the end of their kind of road where they're just they're basically like this doesn't work. You know, I'm out of here. But we've had a lot of people that are are overall quite well and they they want to use this as kind of a and you know they they want to better better their wellness and so it's uh, it's something that we're really trying to promote for all types rather than just you know the last the last option uh, really I think people can benefit if they they experience and they they use psychedelics in their world um, you know once once a year once every two years it, it really does help people that aren't necessarily, you know, really kind of at the bottom of the barrel, but they can actually uh, level up through it as well. Well, you know, we don't have a lot of time left, but if if I ask you, what are the key takeaways that you want our listeners, three things that you want our listeners to remember? We've got about three minutes, and I'd love for you to give them their key takeaways, and then also to let them know if they want to learn more, how they can find you online and in social media. Absolutely, Lee. It's been a great conversation so far. Um, the first one, it would be to check us out, uh, check out the documentary, because it really just gives a nice 30 minute. This is what we do and why we do it. Um, so that's peace of mind. And it's through ESPN. Um, second is, you know, just I encourage people to, you know, to pique their curiosity and, and, and go down that rabbit hole, you know, just do some Googling, uh, check out some YouTube videos on, on psilocybin. And psychedelics in general, because there's a number of other psychedelics that are really helpful, uh, and they're all natural. They're all from different parts of the world and different shrubs or, or uh, roots or fungi, of course. So, you know, do some, do some Googling and just spend even half an hour because there's a lot of research that is just remarkable, and it's being done by some of the top universities in the world. And it's something that I think everybody should at least look at as a potential help for themselves or somebody they love, that, um, that, that there is a lot of science that's backing it up that we've known kind of as a, as, as a human race for a while, but, you know, it's nice to get the science to back it up. Um, and then just check us out. We're at wake.net, and our supplement line is at wakewell.net, and, uh, and we'll offer your, your guests a, uh, a 25% discount if they use uh, Lee's friend as the, as the uh, coupon code. So wow, thank you. And uh, and try that. So Lee's Lee's spelling is L E I G H everybody if uh, if you're if you don't uh, if you're listening to this and you don't have it in front of you. So Lee's friend as the coupon code we'd love to offer to your guests. That's very kind and I appreciate that. And I hope our listeners will step out, step away from your comfort zone and you know I've learned the hard way. You've got to advocate for yourself, for your physical care, your mental care. And sometimes you have to advocate for others in your family, particularly if you have an older parent. So I, that's a, that is a perfect motivator to get people to try something different or consider something different. Nick, it's been such a pleasure. I feel like that I've learned a lot. It's something that growing up, I certainly knew. Uh, about mushrooms, but not not in not in a, a medical sense, more in a recreation sense. And I think a lot of people have stereotypes and 
and we've got maybe incorrect information in our mind. So I encourage all of our listeners to do exactly what you suggested. Get on there, Google it, learn a bit, a little bit, and think. Think what you can do to help yourself. Thanks so much, Nick. My pleasure. It's been a great chat, Lee. On behalf of Lee Richardson and the Brain Performance Center, we want to thank you for listening. If you'd like to hear more episodes like this, visit us on iTunes, Google Play, Toginet, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and thebrainperformancecenter.com. Brain Performance Center.com.